what do you feel about the end of the summer? What what are your immediate feelings about the end of the summer? I'm I'm torn. I'm excited to send him back off to school and get back to my normal schedule as it used to be. But I'm also sad because I enjoy being with my kids. Also, this anxiety level of um, being prepared fully. Welcome, welcome. I'm Ebony. And of course, we got Euphoma. Say hi to the people. Hi, everybody. And we have two special guests because this topic is interesting. Uh, We have (laughs) Stephanie Hill. Say hi to the people. Hi. And we have the the incomparable (laughs) Narnia. I don't know what's Warren Lewis. Hola. Hello. Some of us have three weeks in a no, three weeks Mm -hmm. in Georgia. Some of us have two and a half weeks. I think Georgia is one of the quickest um, areas to go back to school. Like they go back to school before everybody in the country. So we we're here and we're ready to go back to school right everybody's ready so just want to give a a quick background um if you've been listening to our podcast you know I am a mother of four three of them are going back to school uh a wife of course and sister cousin friend niece uh jobs career that kind of thing you phone give us your background I, uh, mom of three, um, only two going back to school. One still, you know, waiting till next year. Um, also a business owner as well as wife, friend, all the other, all the titles. So I, I feel you. I feel you on that. Okay. Stephanie. Okay. Um, I am, um, an educator. I think she introduced me as a minister I am an associate uh, minister at one of the local one of my local churches in the area um well I've had two kids but one is grown the other one is with the Lord <laughs> a little tutoring outside of school and this year we're going to be doing something a little interesting teaching at a teaching English communication at a local Bible college in the afternoon just one day a week so Exciting. All right, Miss Nadia. Um, yes, I am a wife, <laughs> the best auntie ever. I have a shirt to prove it. <laughs> I should have worn the shirt. Nice. <laughs> um, a business professional. Um, and yeah, a sister, cousin, friend, niece. The best auntie ever is my proudest title. (laughs) (laughs) You wear it well, darling. You wear it well. Awesome. Okay. So the reason why we had to go through our backgrounds, because this wonderful topic that we're talking about is, are you ready? Drum roll. The end of the summer and all that it brings. Oh my gosh. So I think we're going to leave the educator last because... I feel like she probably has several different feelings about it. Mm-hmm. We're going to start with you, Fama's feelings on 
what do you feel about the end of the summer? What what are your immediate feelings about the end of the summer? I'm I'm torn. I'm excited to send them back off to school and get back to my normal schedule as it used to be. But I'm also sad because I enjoy being with my kids, you know, when when I can. So it's like I want to be around them. I want them to like to pop my head, like, what are you doing? What, you know, what's happening? Are you eating? Have you done this? Um, just checking on your day. So I'm torn. I'm excited, but also eager for them to, to go. So it's 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 a, you know, it's a mix for me. Um, but I know that, you know, I have to treasure the present and just be open to whatever they brings and just go with it as it comes. That is such a wonderful answer. <laughs> a very mom answer. Okay. Let's go to Miss Lewis. What? Oh, I thought you would go next. Okay. So as a, a mother of none, but an auntie of many, um, I actually am looking forward to the whole going back to school. Um, I think it's an opportunity to kind of reset and reestablish some norms Um, get back into a routine because it's like you spend the first five months of the year, you know, January through May in a routine. And then the summer comes, it gets relaxed and things change and then resetting and getting back into another routine. Even as, you know, just being a wife and not necessarily a mother, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back into some sort of routine. School bus traffic, I'm not so sure about the whole, (laughs) it takes a whole 30 minutes to get down the street. Mm -hmm. But the routine of it, I'm looking forward to. That school bus traffic. It is real. Yes. Man. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to go. I'm kind of like you formal, but I'm leaning more to the. I'm not ready for them to go back. And and don't get me wrong. It it, is interesting working um, at home when the children are home a lot more than usual. I'm just not ready for that morning fight, the morning hustle, the 6 a.m. ringing the bell, everybody get up, you know, let's go. Now the routine part, having a little bit more quiet time, freedom. Yes, but I don't know why that morning part, I just wish I had like two more weeks on top of the three that we had or two that we have coming. Um, But yeah, I'm that 6 a.m. morning call is all I keep thinking about. And it is, hopefully it's not like my trigger. I hope, you know, you probably will get into that later, but hopefully I don't have a trigger, a trigger like, oh no, 6 a.m. Um, okay, Miss Stephanie. What? Okay, so am I speaking from the perspective of a teacher here? You're going to speak from all perspectives because... <laughs> You wear several hats. Oh my! I mean, even from a ministry standpoint, I would love to would love to get your input on um, back to school. Or maybe start with educator. We can move on to faith. Maybe that'll be a little bit may more. Have to have a part two and three for that. But <laughs> I'll give you a little bit um, from a teacher's perspective. Um, did we speak anxiety or is it? Is it okay here? Is that a thing? Yeah, we need oh, to talk yeah. about it. Like all of that. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, um, just before you go, this mm-hmm. is as candid as we need to be because we're trying to get people to heal. So if there are small nuggets, things that well, as an educator, as a mom, who's ready for the kids to go back from, as a mom, who's like, Mm-mm, I want to sleep some more. 
or as a auntie, the best auntie, who's like, uh uh-uh, everybody needs structure. Y'all need to go back. Nordia had that t-shirt, but okay. Um, She does. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so from, um, oh my goodness, a teacher perspective, yes, uh, end of school. Um, There's a, you know, I I guess I could um, piggyback a little bit on Nordia. There is this opportunity to reset um, um, and kind of get a routine back in place. Um, but for teachers, there's also this anxiety level of um, being prepared fully. Uh, it may be a course that you've already, so I'm speaking from a high school level. So mm-hmm. of course, if I'm in the English department, I could end up with several different kinds of English courses. Ideally, it's good to have one. If I'm going to be an American literature teacher, then if I could teach that throughout the day, that would be good. But oftentimes we'll find that we have uh, two or three preps. That is a load of anxiety. And although it's all in the umbrella of English, if you're talking world lit, which is 10th grade, uh, 11th grade American lit, and then British lit, that's overwhelmingly. Um, painful. It could be exciting. So you're looking at, so looking at curriculums and trying to make sure, and here's the thing, we actually wait for our administrators to seal the deal, if you will. Like, for example, I know what I'm going to teach, I think, for August, but you can work in starting in, 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 in the fall, but you can walk in the day of planning and they're like, oh, the numbers weren't correct so or we had a teacher to leave or someone promoted and you find that you've got to scrap it and start all over the kids will be in a week from that so um that's that's overwhelmingly stressful it is mm-hmm. uh, but you've learned to do it over the years the other thing is just trying to prepare for differentiated instruction what i just mean what i mean by that is being able to present different models, like you know, you have you have visual learners, um, you have audio learners, you have students who like to move, and you, and you've got to be able to accommodate all of those kids. Um, full transparency: I am now online mostly. I'm at Impact Academy, but when I was in the building, totally different. So for me now, as well as those that are in the building, another area of anxiety could be technology. Hmm. We have snafus. I had to actually borrow my son's computer. I had that today because my sound went out and there was nothing we could do to fix it. Well, kids experience that too. And for some, it's an easy way to opt out. And we can't, even if they're in the building, they still have to use their computer. So they can't opt out. So those are anxiety levels. Another thing is, how do I reach the child? Um, There's this... I'm going to bring in statistics and all of those things, but their research shows in the last few years, there's a high level, I don't know if I want to touch this, of um, depression with our young Mm -hmm. people, especially during uh, COVID, but even before. And it drove up the suicide rate. Mm. So a few years ago- educators or students? Students. Mm, Okay. And so it- it, it began to, they brought in right before COVID, uh, this social emotional learning um, piece. Wow. And what that means is we really have to connect with the student 
to know who they are and what's going on in their lives. Wow. And so there was a, there was a like doing what would typically be homeroom, we would um, connect, have little games and, you know, have them to respond as to what's going on with them. So that level, too, so even though they're not pushing that as much and they should, but I think we're trying to bounce back from the pandemic. Um, um, but those are things that's always in the back of a teacher's mind. Am I connecting yeah. with students? And sometimes me connecting with students is having them to write a paper, a narrative, and it tells me, and it should be fictional. Well, all the time it can be, right? But you hear the child, you hear what's going on. And so those are things that you, you know, even in preparing, you're like, how do I do this, present this in such a way that it's not intimidating, but I get a chance to know a little bit about the child, because that tells me if they turn in a paper here and I see some problems with it, I understand there's some things that they were dealing with prior to. Already. So wow. lesson plans, um, we received emails this weekend from our principal about all of these videos, because time does not permit us to sit up and watch all of these videos. And it has to do with ethics and other things. Looking at those videos and signing off on paperwork and going through the rigor of next, uh, when we start school, the, the pre-plan. So it's so much. I wonder, uh, Stephanie, if it has to do, it sounds like in, for us professionals on the other side, it's almost like starting a new job every year is it is it like the anxiousness of starting a new because I know for me that's usually what happens when you start a new job you got all these less you know um training videos and there's anxiety to it because you don't know what to expect you might have a new set of children you might have a new you know is it kind of like that is there some some well it's not necessarily well here's the thing I'm going into my 19 so 19 year obviously I'm a, a veteran but um, how about a, like a new project? Okay. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what the expectation is, but you may have to do some tweaking here and there if, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So and you got a um, whole group of children. Right. And, and trust me, even teachers, and, and they should anyway, I do, you, you reevaluate yourself after a year. You know, where, you know, even, even during the course of the year, actually, but, you know, where was I effective? Where was I ineffective? And in fact, we'll have that. We have what we call TICAS, which is uh, our platform for observations. And they'll ask you, what are some things you're strong with? You know, some of your strengths and some of your weaknesses. And if you're really honest with yourself, we all have them, you know? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. you try to do a little better. Sometimes it's communicating with parents. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's communicating with the student. Um, for yeah. teachers in the classroom, sometimes their problem is classroom management. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah. You know? So from let, let's pivot to from a minister standpoint, what do you, how do you oh, feel about the end of summer? Well, here's the thing. I worked with teen church for many, many years, and I just stepped away from that fully. Obviously, we prayed with the kids at the beginning of the year. We tried to make it a little bit relaxed, give them activities, uh, that times type of Thing to help them to prepare. Um, throughout the year, we still kind of minister in areas that they can take different kind of scenarios and take it into the building with them. Mm-hmm. Um, being there to support the kids and then trying to connect with the church or even communi- uh, community kind of um, 
structures to get the students what they need. Um, tutoring, you know, okay. speakers to come in. Um, so it is a concern and it, the, the transparency again, had a student at my church that was in my class last semester. And of course I'm privy to his records. So I knew there was a problem and reached out to mom and reached out to him and I just couldn't get it. He didn't pass the course. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad, but I couldn't just, if you, if you don't turn anything in, I can't, I can work with you. And I offered mm-hmm. that. And I think mom has decided, okay, you are 16 now. You, you got, and parents do, they make the decision that, hey, I'm done. And I wondered if there was a learning disability. That's another mm-hmm. thing that, that teachers kind of get anxious about is we have what we call 504s. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that or Mm-mm. IEPs. Oh, thank you. You're blessed. What that is, is these are legal documents. These kids went through rigorous kind of um, uh, testing, maybe psychological, maybe not, or taken to their doctor. They have anxiety levels, some of them. Some of them have learning disabilities. And that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with the child. It means that they may get mad just like that. But when it comes to reading, they just cannot connect those pieces as quickly. Mm-hmm. And they have these, and these again are legal documents. And if you don't find, if you don't, if you don't follow those, we can get in trouble. So parent from a parent perspective, does my child have everything in place for an IEP? Is there a second teacher in the room, a collaborative teacher? Are they going to be in small group? Are they going to test in small group? Um, they need that because they had sometimes the kids have these anxiety levels. They can't test in a room with 30 kids. Mm-hmm. They need a small group like 10. Mm-hmm. They may need a read out loud for a test. These are, I'm probably overloading you guys with too much here, but this is, those are all anxiety levels that a teacher has, but it also is kind of projected upon the parent as well as the student. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. Maybe it projected sense. is not the right word there, but. Hmm. But they feel the same anxiety. So oh I'm going to go to you. What, with all of that said, mm-hmm. um, and that's a lot, That that's a, a great way for us to look at. Te- I have a, a deeper respect for teachers because I I just didn't know how much you guys have to do and how much is involved. Um, so thank you. Let me say thank you for all you do. Mm-hmm. Um, you formula as a, as a parent, though, um, you talked about how the end of summer felt for you, but is there, do you have a different feeling as it, as you go into the school year? Is there, do you have any anxiety as a parent? Is, do, is there anything that maybe concerns you more than something else uh, when it comes to the kids going back to school? And I don't know if my question makes sense. Let me know. And I'll try. Well, I'll answer it to the way I got it. Um, I guess for me, my, what kinds of stairs of the anxiety would be more of like how to um, organize the school year, you know, like thinking about homework, do I have time? Because as they advance higher and higher in their education career, like it's more for the parents to do. It's like, you know, it's mm-hmm. not just the one, two, three, you know, ABC. Um, at this point, I need to sharpen my skills on some, you know, some math skills and like science, like all this stuff. And I'm like, while still managing work, while still managing a home. So that pressure of like, okay, what what what's my homework going to be <laughs> you know what's expected from me from the teacher um it, for me I think it'd be helpful I've spoken to my kids teacher like give me a weekly lesson plan of what I need to be doing to kind of stay 
you know, in the same flow. What's with yeah. like if there's gonna be homework, I need to, not not like a homework cheat sheet, but just more of like a plan. Like this is what we're gonna be doing this week, or this is what we're working on this month. You know, so I can also know how to prepare. Because then when they come and they have questions, I'm like. I don't know. Go <laughs> we'll talk to Alexa, you know, like, yeah, yeah. But just the idea of like that hanging over a woman, you know, yeah. And yeah. also with the activities and when I need to be at the school, like, is it this career? Is it that? Is it meeting? Is it, you know, that aspect kind of increased that anxiety for me um, because I still have to manage my life, like my home. And um, not, not that I think teachers forget that part but it just um comes across very well you should be your child's education is your priority that should come first it's like yes it it does and i I, i'm gonna do everything i can to make sure that happens but sometimes i think that we forget that there are other layers to it um that we have to also manage so Mm -hmm. yeah and i think because we both have young children so like my uh Stephanie we've talked before about like the whole teachers appreciation and all this stuff that we have to do when we have younger children there's like 50,000 you know parent teacher conferences and class parties and so there's a lot and I know that changes um as they get older uh but I do understand so what I'm hearing from Stephanie and Euphoma is is the anxiety of being prepared for the new year like that is the biggest takeaway so far that I've heard is the the you know it's good that we want to be prepared but there's a level of anxiety because we want to be prepared um so now you also want to show up for your kids because you don't want your child to be the one that's left behind or exactly doesn't have that support you know because that lives that that guilt as a parent as a mom you know it's like because I remember even at times my son was like, well, mom, how come you never come to my field trips? I see other parents come. You can't come. And I was like, I, I, I no. want to. Uh, my work schedule doesn't permit me to, you know, because I guess with that, with that, it gives them, I guess, more of the bragging rights. They can make some purchases on their field trips like they probably wouldn't do initially. Like there's more to it than just sign a, sh- a, a permission slip saying you can go. You know, so you want to show up, you want to be present, you want to make it count, you want them to feel like, you know, they matter too. Yeah, there's such a balance to that, though. Let me, I'm going to interject and then we're going to move to Nadia because I have a couple of questions for her. But I did do the field trip thing this year. I, I chose to go on one field trip with each child. So that's three in school. So I did three field trips this year. I'm not looking for a pat on the back. All I'm looking for is a... You don't have to do it again, Ebony. It was a lot. Um, And I get why they want you to come. Like you said, the bragging rights. Um, But I think we should give parents a break. Like, you know, if you do one, every one in elementary, one in middle, one in high school, I think that is amazing, you know. Um, But I do, I do know why they want you to go. It's, they, they like that bragging rights. My mom is over this group kind of thing. Um, it's cute but not realistic every field right. trip <laughs> uh, hopefully so, that reduces as they get older yeah I, I I did want you. Huh. perhaps um favorite aunts could step in 
And Hold on now. Hold on. <laughs> I have pictures. Favorite aunt was at a brunch, a Mother's Day brunch. Yes. Yes. She she stepped in. So let me go to you, um, Nadia, for a couple of questions. So with the end of summer, we talked about the preparedness of, you know, the teacher, the preparedness of um, the parent, and then as the aunt, but also as a professional. And, and I wonder how this works because most of my professional life, I've had children. How does it feel working with other parents? Is there, is, how do you feel? I mean, I have some thoughts and I don't want to push the narrative in a certain way. Do you always feel like you have to be considerate of the person that you work with that has children? Is it different when it comes to men with children, working with men with children versus women with children? Do you have patience for that? Are you over it? How does that feel? Like, is the summer a better work environment for you? Because now you don't have to hear, I got to go to this, I got to go to that. Or is it even worse because Mm. children are at home? So there's a lot of things to think about. So I just want you to come from, um, if you want to start off with your, give us a little bit about you attending your niece's uh, brunch, that would be great. And then we can shift into the professional that works with parents. (laughs) <laughs> no, uh, the the brunch was cute. It was it was really cute. I was actually um, happy to go and and attend and kind of see what what they do at these school um, functions. But um, from as a professional, uh, you get used to it. I guess that's what it all boils down to is you get used to it. Um, I guess for me, it, it's neither here nor there. I do think that. Um, as a professional working with professionals who usually have children, I think that there are, um, what's the word I can use? People are a lot more understanding of, okay, I have to leave early because I have to go get my children or I have to take my children to the doctor. So I have to work from home. I think that, uh, people get a lot of leeway for that. And a lot of people are understanding when you don't have children, you don't necessarily have some of those, uh, but you, you get used to it. So I'm, I, I don't have a complaint here or there. It's just, you, you get used to it, you know? So it, it kind of um, is what it is. But I feel like beneath that sounds like there's some feeling that you're not exploring. <laughs> the getting used to it is more of like an umbrella if you get used to it, but how does it truly make you feel? Find out the rest of Nadia's thoughts And here are Fast Five Tips in part two of the end of summer and all that it brings. Thanks for joining us.